Hello, this is David Nishimoto, and today I'll be talking about smart cities. Smart cities are a concept that is being coined right now to um, talk about cities that solve um, urban congestion by the use of technology. And uh, it's, uh, it requires a building of infrastructure capable of supporting technology uh, for high density areas. Um, and so the trend that people are, are going to see in the near future is a migration around from rural areas into cities. And the primary reason for the migration to cities is not that the city life is a better way of living, um, but that it will provide uh, jobs. And so uh, even though jobs are becoming more remote where you can work out of your home, um, there still is a migration towards the city because of restaurants, uh, entertainment, and uh, communities. And so these uh, communities where people are retiring or or they're going to raise their families or um, communities where they're going to uh, live while they work uh, are going to become more popular. And so in the case of one of the really popular cases of industrialism, uh, ruralism is in Singapore, where uh, the industrial complex has invested billions of dollars, millions and billions of dollars, I'm not sure which one, probably billions, uh, to uh, building a community environment where people can uh, go and relax. They have parks, uh, they have trees, they have fruit trees, they have gardens. And so this uh, connection to nature is very important inside the city where there isn't, uh, there's a shared community area where people are, are living and enjoying uh, uh, these outdoor type of uh, services and products. So, you know, if you're hungry, you, you want to get some fruit you get a basket out, and if it's the proper season, uh, the community for a certain amount of uh, taxation or a fee uh, will take care of those trees, and you go and get the fruit that you want. If you want to get vegetables, there's uh, gardens where gardeners have planted vegetables, and you can just go harvest the vegetables that you want. And uh, then also for recreation, there's the possibility of walking around and enjoying um, enjoying you know the scenery and it's a safe community and they've invested lots of money to make sure that there's these locations where people can uh, have parks and places to relax and then that is a highly it's highly appealing because the industry uh, which they work is uh, within usually within walking distance or or driving distance and so the second thing for the smart city is uh, the dealing with uh, uh, moving more ver vertically so there you're talking about the city in the sky city uh, this was a, a popular concept 
It uh, didn't seem to take off, but the idea was a mile-high city and uh, where people would, about 200,000 people would live inside of a steel and glass structure and they would have transportation to work inside the steel structure. Uh, you had elevators that could move vertically and horizontally at very rapid speeds. Computer controlled the movement. And uh, uh, then you had also at the high levels, uh, stabilizers when the wind was blowing. So the, the room actually would adjust almost like a shock absorber to the uh, changes in the, 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 mil the building's swaying so you didn't get uh, motion sickness. And so uh, that, that concept was largely thought to be very futuristic and it didn't seem like it gained any popularity. Maybe because of the sheer cost and the fact that the, the ROI was, was not high enough. So, um, but the, that concept still seems to apply for smart cities is that uh, the, the question then would be, well, why would you need to go outside the smart city? Uh, you'd have restaurants there, you'd have businesses there, there were uh, places to work for recreation. So it'd be a lot like being on a cruise ship uh, where you're, you know, you're in the middle of the ocean, but there's lots of entertainment, there's food, uh, there's sleeping quarters, and there's living spaces. Uh, these type of things all combine to providing a uh, livable space and um, and so you know there's uh, it's a, a tight community and if you cannot afford it then you're asked to leave and so you have to go outside <laughs> this this sky city and so you're you're you can't be homeless inside sky city they just throw you out um, and so uh, the other aspect of uh, smart cities is, is, is transportation. Is, uh, as more and more people move to the cities, there's going to be higher levels of congestion. And one of the big problems driving congestion is that people are looking for parking spaces. So as their limited amount of parking spaces causes them to uh, uh, continue to circulate looking for that that opportunity to park their car and then go to do their shopping or, or business meetings or whatever uh, their agendas uh, are filled for that time. And so um, the, then the question is, is, well, how do they deal with the, uh, the parking space with limited real estate? And some solutions have been uh, to uh, do like a inventory system where the robot will uh, you, you put the robot, drive your car onto the pad. Uh, the robot uh, gives a, an index number and it moves the car by conveyor belt to um, a location in a three-dimensional structure and stores your car. Uh, and so this type of storage systems are, have been possible in, in Germany. They use that and uh, will probably be coming to bigger cities. And so hundreds, if not thousands of cars can be stored inside of a structure and, uh, and thereby um, allowing less congestion. The secondary thing that is used by technology is mass uh, transport, uh, transit. 
that would be bus systems and what the electric bus natural gas buses but you you could run those uh but those train systems autonomously or automatically they could be following certain routes um and they one of the interesting ideas is to consider that cars are the, probably the most efficient way to move people around because they can be, you know, they're in smaller units and they can go various directions um, and to get to destinations at uh, moving the masses at a, a much rapider uh, pace than if you were to have large bus systems and trying to move that many people around uh, just for the starting and stopping problems. So um, the uh, secondary idea is something like Uber or Lyft where you have now these autonomous vehicles, self-driving vehicles, pick you up and take you to the destination. They're computer networked so that they uh, talk to the cars around them. They know um, where cars are located, who's, uh, what velocities they're moving at. And so they're, they could be efficient in terms of start, stopping and starting and uh, try to coordinate uh, to reduce down congestion. And so it's very possible that if you have, uh, uh, you can have lanes for self-driving cars where they're moving at a faster pace than the, the regular masses are moving and uh, allowing people to get to their destinations at a faster pace. The other idea behind that is to have large floating uh, domes almost that ride on a monorail type of technology uh, and uh, you're you're above the traffic congestion and so you're moving along this uh, rail monorail and uh, getting to your destination that way through a large system where they're carrying hundreds of people at one time and so uh, the idea is that uh, you're removing more cars off the road and uh, getting people to the destinations the uh, the the challenge would be like it would be like a, a small fish and then having a huge whale above you. Um, it's going to be something that uh, has to be very safe, and uh, and uh, you don't want to get in the path of the of the rail. So it'd be like light rail where there's different signals that tell you where it's safe to proceed and gives uh, priority for the. The huge mobile uh, automated busing system to take to pass through by. So these are some of the interesting changes in the smart cities as as we uh, you know become more interconnected through Internet of Things. Five G networks will be transmitting lots of data, storing it uh, exabytes of data, um, and uh, for d large data lakes that'll be mined. And analyzer will be studying uh, will be studying the movement inside large systems, large cities um, for people going to work, and areas that uh, can be improved in efficiency. Resources can be diverted there, and uh, provide more uh, transportation capability. And then the other aspect of smart cities is instead of uh, staying on the ground, is moving uh, vertical. Uh, through transportation, so you introduce now uh, a new form of tech, 
transportation, which we don't have, which would be air transportation um, inside. So you'd have maybe at uh, three or 400 feet above the ground, you would have uh, air lanes uh, where uh, flying cars are moving and up into that traffic zone and they're computer networked with air, complex air traffic systems that are uh, controlling their navigation paths and itineraries so there's no air collisions. And uh, those that would allow for faster transportation inside of a city that has limited number of roads. So these are some of the interesting changes I would say that in the next 20 years that will we'll see as uh, we'll, we'll definitely see more uh, uh, usage of technology for transportation. We'll see uh, uh, higher, uh, more, more uh, large building structures of steel and glass where people are living there. And uh, we'll see a, a stronger blend of industrialism and uh, nature.